Hey, we are live. Hello, oh. everyone. Hello. Number 15. This is Fresher here. And this is Parlance here. Welcome. 15. It's like we're into the awkward teenage years. Actually, I think we're maybe we're leaving the awkward teenage years. I think 13. Yeah, I mean, well, we're, uh, we're past, um, what's that called? Well, we're past it, no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> the Wonder Years? Yeah, so we've yeah. passed, we've far gone past the Wonder Years. Yeah, I'm, I'm, if, if this is the Wonder Years, I'm Wayne, for sure. I, want to be Wayne. <laughs> I don't even know the characters. I don't know, Fred Savage, I don't know. Uh, the, so, um, anyway, welcome to week 15. 15 yeah. weeks, well, that's amazing. It's a good job. I know, we're, get, we're getting there. How many, uh, I can't even divide. It's pretty long, though. Oh, what were you going to divide? Divide into what? We do it. It's almost like four months, right? Oh yeah, it's over four months. Oh yeah. Well, it's almost four months. Sixteen would be. Would yeah, be that's months. what I was getting at. Yeah. Then yeah. I questioned my math. But we did take one week off, so that was that. It's probably been four months. Well, worth of episodes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, how's your I, week been? Pretty Peter? good. I'm thinking 15, like, where would, if we were 15 years old, like, if one episode represented a year, like, I think we would have already maybe already made out with a girl, you think? <laughs> yeah, that's true, maybe. I don't know, I we don't aren't show has yet, though. No, but definitely not. Like, a new goal for the show is have a girl make out with our show. <laughs> that's true. Or at least, I think at this point, we've certainly gone to at least one weird convention by ourselves or with friends, like... I know that sounds my... cool. I didn't do that when I was 15. When I was 15, I went to a Star Trek convention. What? That's awesome. I always yeah. like kind of wanted to go to this. Probably the weirdest convention I've gone to is just SakuraCon, and only because it was close. It wasn't okay. really much of an effort. So I've been to, I think in my teens, I went to three Star Trek conventions, I think. At the, at the then, they called it the Masonic Temple, but I think now it's like the Scranton Cultural Center. <laughs> Scranton Cultural Center sounds way worse. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, the Star well, Trek convention at the Scranton Cultural Center. Well, it was called the Masonic Temple, dude. It was yeah, that of, sounds way better. But that, it was the Masons. They owned this big building. It was crazy. We actually did a tour of it. Um, I was in this, like, whatever, special gifted class, and they we did a t we went did there as a the tour. Did you take the short bus, Peter? Huh? No. Did you take no. the short bus? No. And we did a tour of the Masonic Temple, and... It was a crazy building, and it, it was, like, completely unused and kind of, like, the but the architecture was amazing. There was, like, bowling lanes and just, like, weird shit everywhere. Um, and, like, the tour guide, like, made jokes like, this is where we sacrificed the virgins and stuff like that. And we were like, wah! But it was, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, 15... I, oh, the weirdest convention I went to, though, was um, I went to a UFO convention. That sounds way cool. Yeah, Did you see that they had that stuff about Bill Clinton talking about whether or not he's a uh, could confirm that there were any records on government stuff if we had aliens or something. Right, and it was like it was a Jimmy. It was on Jimmy Kimmel, right? He, uh, I think Jimmy Kimmel was like the first thing I would do if I were a president of the United States. I wouldn't even finish my oath of office. I'd run and and quickly find out if we were holding anything in. Um, Area 51? Area 52 or whatever, 51. And oh, and then also, uh, what was funny was that Bill Clinton's theories on on alien life forms seemed to stem purely from Independence Day. I think like, <laughs> if, you, if you, like, he kept saying, like, uh, if, uh, 
if the, if aliens came, it would be the only it, humanity would come together, just like Independence Day. And then he was like, and then when, and then before that, he was like, and if, and then when that movie came out, uh, and they said we had an alien in 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 Area Fifty One, I immediately investigated that to make sure we didn't have an alien in in alien in Area Fifty One. And I what I found was interesting is that he said that they took their I didn't realize this is that. When Area 51 employees have to take their clothes off before they go in. What? Why? For recording stuff or something? I guess. He said that's where they do their stealth technology. And then he kind of was like, I think that's a bit, I think that's, like, we could disclose that. He was kind of like, I think that's out there now. Um, <laughs> but that's kind of dumb if they have stealth, stealth technology, but, like, they can't scan people. I mean, supposedly our airport security should be good enough to, like, it's so intense that it should be able to stop people from getting stuff in Air 51 team. <laughs> so speaking of aliens, man, we I I did go to an alien convention, and I'll just I I I don't have much memory of it, but I do remember it was kind oh, of. Oh, like were you abducted at the alien convention? It could just be a whole elaborate ruse by aliens. No, it was a long time ago, but it was kind of like a comic book convention, but instead of weird, creepy comic book people, it was weird, paranoid UFO people. Oh yeah, I would think that would be. And the and the boot like there was booths and speakers and the no, booths boo- oh booths booths <laughs> I that's not what I heard the first time <laughs> there were no boobs that's for sure if that's what you were thinking very little boobs uh, and he and you know it was like you know at this time it was probably what we would have it was a different world okay. Yeah. Um, because there was no internet. Oh, yeah, it was I mean, way long ago, so there wasn't as much information. There wasn't much information. This is like, it was like a traveling carnival of, of, of paranormal. <laughs> and, and they... <laughs> Sounds like a kind of carnival I'd want to go to. And, and, uh, they, they, you know, self-published authors would speak at these things, and, and we purchased, I went with a couple friends, we pulled money together, and this was well before Blair Witch, okay? Yeah. This was supposed to be a found footage alien abduction video, okay? And you guys got it? We bought it, yes. Yeah. And we, I, by the way, to this day, it was my, what, the friend lent it out to another dude, and that dude never returned it, and I'm what? pissed at that. Yeah. That's a conspiracy in itself. I know. It was on VHS, so I wouldn't even be able to watch it right now. But the long and short of it is the video was, um, it was, you know, people having a birthday party, okay? Yeah, and then weird things started happening. Lights would flicker. Um, you know, weird lights would happen in the in the outback. Things would happen. Things would start floating and stuff. In the and house, I, was it all yeah. like super shaky cam style? I mean, it was like Blair Witch, right? It was a, well, it was bef- it predated Blair Witch by a good half a decade. But it was similar to like that style. That's exactly what it was. Handheld. It was like if someone was filming their birthday party. Yeah. And then they go outside and they find the ship. Okay. Oh, they had the ship and everything. They had the ship, and then, um, and then this was the. So then they find. Then it gets crazy because there's people with guns and they shoot one. What? They shoot an alien, and they bring it back and they put it in a bathtub. Okay. Well, this is a very like. Did it, was it like well produced? It sounds like it would be hard to make this not look super shitty. Well, remember when this was made? It was probably when with VHS cameras. You didn't have much resolution or whatever, right? But still, I mean, even making it like look better than like, because even if something was like the level of the first Star Trek series, I wouldn't believe it. Well, let's just, you didn't even finish. You didn't let me finish. <laughs> 
Okay. Because I, I, I will give a review of this. All right, all right. So then, at the very end, they carry the thing back, and they put him in the, the bathtub. They're like, what are we going to do? These people are freaking out and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And um, they're like, oh, whatever. Let's just, like, party. Let's go back to partying or whatever. Well, I, don't, I don't exactly remember. Or they put... Essentially, they... they sound put, drunk? No, they put the camera down. Yeah. And then uh, there's some noises, and people are freaking out. And then... Two aliens, I think one of them, the shot one, though I'm not yeah. sure, walk kind of in front of the camera a little bit like this. Yeah. One of them, it's like, it's the greys, right? The, the, you know, the little guys with the eyes. Yeah, actually, because of the different types of aliens. Yeah, made, and actually they made an appearance in the, our review roulette, by the way. Um, yeah. um, I saw the dead, a grey showed up. Um, I know, I was going to wait and, yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, one of the grays, it gets like, you know, one comes in maybe like this far into the frame, like over here, and then the other one's like behind it, and the one yeah. behind it like turns and like looks right at the camera, like really like sinister. Yeah, they're like, what is this thing? Like, and, they're then, all... and then it just shuts off, and that's the end of the movie. What? Wait, yeah. but yeah, I think we could find this. I want to maybe search for this. It probably it's on. It has to be on. I, you know what? I haven't thought about this movie in a decade. You know, so I'm, I bet someone uh, has digitized it and put it on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, who hasn't done that with anything that ever existed? <laughs> I know, right? So anyway, that was like the things you would find there. And then at Star Trek conventions, yeah. you know, that's obviously a whole other beast, right? That would be yeah. that would be like lithographs, artists that would like draw things, and then. Usually they would have the, uh, you know, there was always a celebrity speaker. So the, yeah. two th- the one time I went was, I think, Q. I don't know if you watched The Next Generation. Next Generation, yeah, Q. Yeah, Q. And also um, Quark from Deep Space Nine was one oh, of yeah, those guys. He wasn't that cool. I don't, I don't remember who the third one was, though. But I think I have, I have autograph. I still think I have an, as a matter of fact, if I left this room, I think I could go find a TV guide with Quark on it. Signed yeah. by, signed he by signed? Yeah. Is that, yeah. like, worth anything? Uh, probably the pra- paper it's printed on. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe a little more. Maybe a little more. I don't know. Um, uh, the, but I do, um, I do have some Star Trek memorabilia. I'm a little nerdy about, like, that. Yeah. I'm not, I was, I'm more of a Star Wars kind of guy than a Star Trek person, but did you see that movie, Trekkies? Oh, yeah, great movie. Yeah, that was a good movie. Directed by Tasha Yar. Cool. You don't know who that is? <laughs> No. Oh. Anyway. Um, but. So where were we? We were talking about, I don't know. Oh, no, if we were 15. If we, we had some weeks going on. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I don't, I'm like way off. We're way off track now. We're never off track. It's only yeah. on track here. Maybe one day. Derailed. One day there will be a convention for the Fresher and Parland show. Someday, and we're gonna have we're gonna have skits. We're gonna have guests. We're gonna have like actual video production with like things that aren't just us sitting here with a static camera. Right, and I'm thinking that there might be only a subtle difference between the UFO convention <laughs> attendees and and yeah. The I mean, like we should recreate that or something. I don't know. Lots of ideas. We got a whole idea list. It's just. Just execution. Right, man, it was a simpler time when I was 15. That was a much simpler time. That was 1993. I was 15 in 1993, and there was just nothing going on. There was nothing. Yeah, it was the 90s. The 90s. 
Like, late 90s, like, we're all, it, it was, like, maybe 10% to where we are in terms of, like, having an internet, at least, and email. Well, they had, I mean, did you ever do BBSs? Uh, well, I did, no, well, I did, I did, um, uh, what's they called, uh, new, not new, um, oh, my God, the little like, worlds that you could go in, and, like, it's like a dungeon, but there was also chat rooms, and... Oh, um, oh like the, like, RPG text things? Yeah, text, it was, but it was a, it was like a... Essentially, a multi MMO. It was an MMORPG, but only yeah. text based. Yeah, I forget what they were called. I, I mean, I, we used to just always get um, the computer user magazine, and then in the back they had all the BBS phone numbers, and you had to call them and connect with your modem. Oh man, I don't even see that was that was. I wish I'd even had done that because I was like always looking for places to go and do. But then you always it was always a Eskimo North or something. I think was the main one. And, like, at least around here. And uh, you'd get, like, a couple credits, and then you could, like, talk to people, but your time would run out, so you'd have to, like, make a new account or something. <laughs> that sounds terrible. That sounds yeah. terrible. I mean, um, it was, I mean, but it was, like, the very... It was before the Internet. There was just BBSs. Yeah, and I did news groups. I do remember, like, news groups, like, hardcore, te- you know, news groups and Pine, you know, text-based yeah. email. Still Internet, though. You remember Gopher? I didn't... I don't know Gopher. Gopher was the the like precursor to the to to like the the worldwide web. Oh no! It was like a text-based HTML. Essentially, it was a website without any graphics. But um, yeah, huh? It was developed, I think, by the University of Minnesota. Just like Pine, I believe, was. It's UW. UW, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I remember. Yeah, so I was really early into the computing, but I obviously I don't work in computers. I'm not a programmer or anything. Um, but yeah, that was a different time and a different place. Much more yeah. innocent. As, I, I, as a matter of fact, I feel like a 15-year-old then versus a 15-year-old now, I don't know. I think they're I, just like, in general, texting changes everything. I feel like that's the number one teen or kid change thing, because like... You don't talk on the phone. You're just always talking to your friends. Like, it's not a thing. It was like a huge thing to talk to people on the phone or like get in touch and like you're just hanging out all the time. Yeah, I think it would. I probably would have. I don't know. I don't know what I would have. I don't know how I would be now. I can't, I have a hard time grasping that. I don't think anyone knows. Yeah, I might have to just clone myself, raise myself now, and find out. And then see what happens, yeah, just to see what happens. Sounds cool. I mean, I think that's kind of what having a kid is. I'm kind of, so I'm, well, sort of, but I want it to be me so that I could be like, oh, that's what I would be like because my kid could be, you know, there's like, there's some of not me in that in that kid. That's true. 50% not me. Um, so I'm reading this novel. Uh, it's actually a second in the series or whatever, second omnibus in the series. It's actually a, a combination novel. And in this world, adults, it's uh, 2050. Yeah. And in this world, it's uh, it actually flashes back between, like, 2100 and 2050. And this novel, they... People... adult Adults live to 130. Yeah. And that's commonplace. And people have children as late as 150... 100 and... I'm sorry. Still right children, before 115? No, no, 30. I was going to say 50. They have children at 50, but I lost my train of thought because I started thinking about something else. But they also talk about cloning in, the, in this book and that it's illegal, but people do it. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, these are all side points. That it's... it's like that time travel thing in Looper, which was, has a lot of holes in it, but there's time travel, but it's illegal. <laughs> right, exactly. It's, uh, that's, I mean, but that's the truth for anything, right? There's, everything is always illegal, and people do it anyway. You know, smuggling drugs is illegal. People do it. You know, you know. Yeah, but if it's like some sort of technology thing like that, unless you destroy it, it's like, I mean, nuclear weapons. I feel like is the most relevant to like some sort of thing like that. And guess what? People do it. No one's used it though. I know, but it's not about using it. It's just like the idea for a nuclear weapon is that once you have it, you have it's there's perceived power because you could push the button. Yeah. I hate I hate nuclear weapons. I think they're a terrible thing. I think they're a scourge to mankind. Yeah, but the yeah, it's a powerful so, technology. I mean, it, it's, if we didn't have it, we wouldn't have a lot of things. Anyway, back to Bill Clinton. He so he said he like he used pop culture to define the way he investigated um, aliens. The first one being Independence Day. Yeah. That was the th- and then the oh, by the way, also in Independence Day, it didn't really bring people together because they'd been here forever. No, oh wait, no, you're t- you're I was thinking of a different movie. I don't know what movie you're thinking of. That I was might- thinking of Men in Black. I was gonna say that's like Memorial Day or something. That's another holiday altogether. Um, the so and then he said that during the 50th anniversary of Roswell, he invest he had someone investigate all of the paperwork from Roswell, and he's like, yeah, nothing. Nothing there. No, Nothing if he didn't there. do it himself, how does he know it's true? Well, that's another thing. And why would he tell us the truth anyway? But he said he would. He seemed believable. Uh, here's the yeah. thing. After all these years of Bill Clinton kind of potentially probably lying, I still believe him. I still <laughs> believe him. I don't know what it He's is. He's one of those guys. Yeah. Um, and then also he... What I thought was interesting is that there's... I forget the name of the... There's a documentary out, and I think it's... Oh, gosh. Now I can't remember it. But it's a new take on aliens, okay? And you know what? Hearing Bill Clinton talk about this, I, it might be called Minutemen or something. I forget. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a counter-take on what... It, oh, yeah, what, no, I was going to bring that up, too. People, like, the misinformation for, like, covering up government things with saying that it's aliens. Yeah, did I send you that trailer? Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's... I thought that was a fascinating take. I really want to watch it, but it's not a... You have to buy it right now. I'm not going to buy it. Yeah, sh- I know. Uh... And Wait, so, it'll be on YouTube. or it'll be on Netflix or Amazon Web Video or whatever. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, in like probably six months. I give it six months. Um, but that one we that one we should watch and talk about because I think we both have interest in that. Yeah, we might need a separate uh, a separate like sub movie review besides mo- review roulette. Right. Um, so anyway, the the theory behind that one is, is that the the government created UFOs the idea of a UFO, to cover up all weird shit that's happening with their their advanced They're technology. Testing and stuff, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it could, it has, it's a great idea, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, it makes sense, too. So, uh, how was your week? Did you, uh, did you my do anything? Was okay. I, uh, I took, I got a Groupon and took my first parkour class, which was pretty fun. It was, I didn't really know what to expect, but just jumping over stuff and like doing rolls and all that kind of thing. It was a uh, for being. I didn't know what they would do in the class, but yeah, it was really fun. I have two more, so I'm gonna keep doing it. So was it anything? Did you feel like you were in District B13? 
Maybe. I mean, the gym is really cool because it's kind of like a... It's kind of like a bouldering gym with a climbing wall, but then also there's a bunch of bars, like a gymnastic type thing. But then there's also just a bunch of structures that like to jump across, and they have all like the situations set up that you can mess around on. By the way, I think I have to call you out on this because you were pretty down on parkour. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's totally like not that cool or whatever. It's definitely like. Yeah, I mean, I didn't expect my friend invited me to do this Groupon with him. I was like, what's that going to be? That sounds funny. What's up with that? And, like, uh, yeah, my original take on parkour was just, like, jumping around on stuff or whatever. But after reading the Wikipedia page and doing some research, it's actually, like, a lot more grounded in a cool idea than I expected. But I don't think you can ever convince people of that because it's, like, has a pretty bad image, and it's from France. It's like, it's trapeze meets CrossFit. That's how I feel it is. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I mean, so the whole idea of it, I guess, is that it's um, supposed to be survival skills and uh, using your body to its, like, natural potential. I mean, so, like, there's all these skills that we would have had. So the guy who made it, like, was... Uh, he lost both his parents in some sort of, like, country dispute thing. He was separated from them, and he was in an orphanage. And then he, like, uh, lived in some sort of sub-Saharan African area where, like, they really, like, could hunt, like, with their, their bodies. And so he just he took all those principles and, like, he really honed them so he'd just, like, work on it all the time to, like, protect himself and be sure that he wasn't going to be a victim or something. So he just got all these skills down to be able to use his body to the fullest. Not for fighting, but, like, for just being able to do all this crazy stuff. And so, like, then when he was older, he started, like, training for the French military. And, like, it turned into the standard, like, military practice stuff for just, like, field skills to be able to use your body or whatever. And then, like, but he made it go more towards just bettering yourself and, like, I don't know. It sounds way not what I expected from parkour. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, it's like uh, it's fine. I I I, lo- I think it looks neat. I think parkour in movies when I see people do parkour, I think it looks neat. Yeah, but it's not I, really about the looks though. But that's how it's like done because it looks impressive. No, well, I know it's not about the looks, but to me, it's it's. But that's the difference, actually. Also, reading Wikipedia and several other sites. Uh, parkour is supposed to be just about like the practic- like the practicality of it, and um, free running is the one that's more about expressing yourself through the way you move. So that's the one that's supposed to be flashy. Uh, well, here's the thing. I, I that was the thing. I didn't actually think it was necessarily about being flashy. Yeah. I thought it was making making extraordinary human things look ordinary. That's the way I always perceived parkour, to do, like, great, cool things and just make it look very easy. It's supposed to be that, like, you you shouldn't do it if it's not easy. So it's not about taking risks or pushing yourself. It's about just doing what you know you can do. So staying, staying within yourself is what you're saying. Yeah. And so, like, you shouldn't... But then also, like, use your environment in, like, you know, different ways than than the standard, like, to be able to, like... I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I basically, yeah. Right, it was cool. Well, that's so that, I did that. That's My good. legs were crazy sore. It was actually a really good workout. Um, so you had mentioned something about 
uh, what was it, the, the Comet or whatever. Did the I don't know much about this place. Tell me about it because I know it's a reopened or something. What happened? Oh, yeah. Um, in the Comet Tavern in Capitol Hill. Like, uh, just reopened on Monday. So they, like, I thought they was going to be shut, shut down, but it's totally revamped and they have, like, pinball and it's, like, it kept its old character, but it's, like, way nicer. And I guess they have food now, too. And it's attached to Lost Lake, which is pretty cool. So the, what, the restaurant what is it? Is it, a music, is it a music venue or is it just a bar or what? So it was more of just a music venue before, but now it's a bar and music. I mean, of course it was a bar, too, but... Like, yeah, it's a music venue, but also a bar. And is there is there a history to this? Like, were there famous bands that have played there? Was it shut down? Why is this important to me? I don't know. Uh, it's right across the street from Numos. Okay. All <laughs> it right. probably had stuff. I don't know. All right, it's I was just wondering. Really important, I guess. I just thought it was interesting because I didn't even know it was going to reopen. I thought it was just gone. Oh, okay. Well, I see. Like everything in Capitol Hill is getting torn down. Because I am not, I'm not from the area, so I don't. I thought maybe there was some historical context to this, to this, to this venue. Uh, not, not particularly. Oh, also, okay. I was disappointed in fresher news. Uh, my 3D printer is at a commission. Oh dear. Um, I was updating the uh, the print head, and I think that I shorted the uh, temperature sensor, and it burnt out that part on the board. So I have to replace one of the chips, but I got a new printing head also, unrelated to the breakingness, because um, I'm going to make two different sizes. So I can fix it, but it's kind of annoying because it doesn't work right now. Well, that sucks. I'm sorry to hear I that. Know. I know. It totally blows. Not cool. What are you going to do? What are you gonna, when are you going to fix it? Probably, uh, I mean, i got to get some more parts, and I'm building a new case anyway, so I can have a bigger build space. I found a new cafe, or I don't know how new it is, but up on uh, 15th, they have, like, a make cafe where they have, like, a bunch of maker stuff, and then it's, like, a coffee place, too. And then they have books and talks and whatever. I got to check it out. I, like, just found out about it. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so speaking of um, 3D printing, I my, my a good friend, uh, I should say friend of the show... I don't know. He's just a friend. <laughs> he had his uh, big unveiling of his beta for his company called Retoy, and I think I, I shared that link with you today. And I, th- I think it's a yeah, I think, pretty cool. I think it's a great idea. It's uh, it's you know, it's kind of like an interactive. It's made. It's specifically made for mobile gaming, or I guess mostly mobile gaming. And um, they created a, a an API and a SDK. And you could go, the idea would be that you could go, if you had Angry Birds Star Wars, which is actually what, that was their test partner or whatever. And they sold yeah. a lot, I think they sold like a million units or something. Yeah, they said it was the best-selling third-party Angry Birds thing. At, like, ever, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, because that's a big brand. Um, I know, I mean, they make everything, and like, that's the single most, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, so the idea is that you have, it's, you have these little toys, and you, you put it on this pedestal, and you... Attach essentially the game has the reader, I think it's a barcode reader or something like that. So it essentially takes the camera, reads it, and yeah. um, and it gives you like an, an in-app, like it's like a, a, a real-world physical in-app purchase if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean you're just you're changing your physical object into the digital goods. Yeah, 
And I think it has a lot of applications. I like the idea that it's an, it's kind of like not open source, but it's you could use it, um, and it, it's not it's you know you could use it for your game. You don't have to like you just license their technology or their whatever software, and you could yeah. just you add it to any game and and, and it's then, more it's like a standard to make that work than make your own that works with everybody. Exactly. Pretty cool idea. I hope it succe- uh, succeeds. I, I would be I would be really proud of him if that like took off. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so you were yeah. also watching Helix? Oh, yes. Nice transition. Almost. Um, so I was really, I think probably it was like episode two. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe episode three. I was really excited about Helix, okay? And, You're caught um, up, right? I'm, it's over. The season's over with. Oh, the season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the 13th episode aired on Friday. And... Um, I don't know. I I felt at the end of it. So the, so the first twelve episodes were like day one, day two, day three, day four, right? Yeah. And then first the last twelve, and then thirteen changed it up. Thirteen changed it up. It was like day thirteen, but it started at day two hundred and thirty-five. What? Yeah, and they didn't explain. There wasn't really much ex- explanation between. I guess that makes it like it's good to do in a season finale because then like it makes you want to watch the next season because like. Well, what happened in all those extra days to make this crazy stuff happen? Right. So, like, and they revealed a whole bunch of things. They killed off a whole bunch of people, or whatever they alluded to, or implied that people died. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoiler. Wait. Wait. What's this? Oh yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, spoiler alert. The uh, yeah, the um, some characters may or may not be dead. They revealed a pregnancy. and then they, at they the may end, may not have revealed a pregnancy. No, they definitely revealed a pregnancy. But I'm not going to tell you who. Is it an alien pregnancy? No, it has nothing to do with aliens. It's like a virus. It's kind of like a zombie virus, except the that's called Narvik. Okay. Yeah. But the difference is, is that these zombies are fast moving and have intelligence. There's other zombies that are fast moving and have intelligence. All right, give me an example. Those ones from uh, the Will Smith movie. That they are vampires. I am legend. Oh yeah, you, that we did have that vampire dispute. I forgot about that. That could have been an entire show. That was before. I think it that, was at some point. No, no, it wasn't. This pre, that predated. I forget. I was arguing via you from one of your friends who. Yeah, was, my friend Bryce. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and he's still wrong. By the way, <laughs> I forgot. What, oh yeah, because you were saying yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, but maybe we could bring him on, your buddy. And you guys I, don't, I don't even know how to rekindle. I don't want to rekindle that because I'm right. Um, <laughs> that sounds like you don't seem that right if you don't want to rekindle it. No, because I don't want to waste my time when I know what the end result is going to be. Me not changing my mind and me proving myself right. So why do I need to go through that? Um, so yeah, uh, so they're they're smart. So they have like they had a leader. Um, and they, the way they, so the way, the, they call them, I forget what they call them, vectors, which, by the way, I've now hear this word a lot, vector, as yeah. in, like, the thing that allows you to transmit to the other thing. And, well, I've never heard it in that context. Yeah, so that's, so I've, I've now read it in a, in a book, and I, and I think I've seen it twice in popular culture. One yeah. definitely, in Helix, that's all they talk about. Where's the vector? What's the vector? Blah, blah, blah. What's the vector, Is Victor? that like synergy? Huh? Is that, like, a new word, like synergy? No, I think it has to do with disease. I think they just use a vector to, as uh, like a, as a point of transmission. 
I was I I I wish I, could, I wish we were better up on our airplane knowledge because I could do we could do the whole thing like what's your vector Victor, you know what's your <laughs> the whole, um, so uh, that is the second time I've my wife had said something to me earlier about sh- Shirley, and I was like I am sure and quit calling me Shirley. Um, <laughs> I know, so, and then I tried to remember my reference that I forgot what it is. Um, the three thousand song. Oh yeah, I forgot. That you didn't know. So uh, anyway, I I I felt unfulfilled, and then at the end, so they they leave it two hundred thirty-five days into the future. That's where the show ends, and then they're like, at the end, it's like, what? Okay, and then it's like, coming, twenty fifteen. I'm like, oh my really? god, I have to, yeah. So I have to wait another year to find out what's going on, which I guess is okay, but that's a long time away. I know that is pretty far. Um, so then, uh, the the last thing I wanted to talk about—not really—I have a lot of stuff I wanted to talk about. Was, uh, <laughs> let's talk about uh, the, this uh, Letterman, David Letterman retiring. Oh yeah, yeah. That's happening. That is happening. So, all right, he's retiring in 2015. He announced it last night. Um, it was big news. I think Bill Murray showed up, or something. I don't know exactly. Whatever. It seems like pretty much all of the people have like. Switched. Yeah, I'm wondering. It's we are in a sea change of of late night, right? Yeah, have, I know. Yeah. So Leno's out. Fallon is in. By the way, I think Fallon's pretty funny, but I just have a hard time. Like he's likable and he's nice, but there's just something that just like I even when I watch the sketches, and his I always sketch, get confused between Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel. Okay, well, you have too many Jimmys on TV. There's too many Jimmys. Jimmy Fallon is like the one with the roots, right? Yes, that's Jimmy Fallon. He's NBC. Yeah, he's, I think he's the best one right now on Late Night, besides Conan. I like Conan better. Okay, so I was going to talk about my legacy. So when I was growing up, back when I was 15, right? Yeah. Probably even a little earlier, I was a Conan guy. Like, yeah, Conan. I, I skipped school and would go to New York and go to Conan tapings. Oh, you went to the tapings? Yeah, I think I went to like three of them when I was in high school. No way, that's awesome. And then... Um, and I went to one Letterman taping in my life. I was a Letterman guy, so I was a Letterman you have guy. To, like wait in line a bunch, like for what? To get in or whatever. For Conan? Any of them? Oh, no, we for Conan we would send in for tickets. Oh really? Yeah. Cool. And for Letterman it was a special NYU night, you know, because I went to NYU and the whole audience was NYU. Oh yeah. And That's so cool. and it was like and it was a themed NYU show. And so, like, all the, a lot of the jokes were about NYU and stuff. If you go back to, like, any of those episodes when they show the audience, can you find yourself? Yes. So I was on screen multiple times um, on Did Conan. Did you do anything like, woo? I went crazy. So the, so Conan, there was one in, one, partic- one in particular. Yeah. Um, they did a... Um, I think you'd be a good audience pick. I'd pick you if I had a talk show. So it wasn't a pick. So they they. Oh hey, I pick you now. <laughs> the uh, Conan was doing a thing where they put up a curtain, okay? Yeah. And there was like an outline of the get, of who it was, and Andy and Conan had to guess the um, the who was behind the curtain. It was a special celebrity guest. Yeah. And and they went like through a whole like they were like and it was yes or no questions. Right, and then and then ultimately the decision they made the decision they figured it out through all their question and answer, kind of like guess who, and yeah, yeah. they're like we know who it is, 
it's documentary filmmaker Ken Burns. <laughs> and, and and then there's like and then they're like time to reveal it and then the thing like comes smashing down and it's Incredible Hulk, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's Incredible Hulk and he runs into the crowd and he starts like ah like doing that like beating up like a guy in front of me and I was right behind him and I was like going crazy. I was wearing this yellow T-shirt. I always would wear yellow um, bright shirts so I could be noticed in the crowd. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. So I wore a yellow Cheerio shirt, and I was, like, standing up, like, going crazy, like, ah! <laughs> so if anyone has that tape, I'd be more than happy to see myself. You didn't record it? I probably haven't recorded, but it's on a blank... It's probably on an unlabeled VHS tape. Buried <laughs> I have a whole box of, like, <laughs> vaguely or unlabeled VHSs that I need to convert sometime. But they have a bunch of good footage on them. So um, anyway, yeah, that was the that was that was the the one I definitely I know I got that one was I was like big time like cheering standing up going crazy it was it was like <laughs> awesome. Uh, so anyway, Letterman's leaving and he was he was like a comedy hero for me when I was growing up more so than Conan. I think Conan took Letterman's place on the the late night and I and then I became a Conan guy because he was like cool at the time. Now I'm not so much Conan. He comes off as a little too I don't know I'm not loving Conan anymore. I think he's. But, I mean, I feel like Letterman, like if between the two, Letterman is less funny than Conan in their getting less funnies. Oh, I well, uh, in getting their less funnies, as in. Their, I mean, like Letterman's not as good as he used to be. I think. I agree, and that's he's just for old guy now, like I know. super old guy. Same as Howard Stern. Howard Stern's the same. I don't know. Thing. I was never into Howard Stern. Well, I'm just saying, as people get older, they just they lose it. You know, that's just. Yeah. I mean, whatever. But but Conan, he's like. Like that too, but he, I still think that he's more funny. And anyway, like... Conan is still like twenty years younger than Letterman, I think. Yeah. So uh, let's let's. Here's the thing: the the big thing now is who's going to be Letterman's replacement. Yeah, it's probably okay. going to be someone totally random, like it was with uh, the other guy. Conan O'Brien was random. He was a random guy. He was just a writer. He was came out of nowhere. But um, so did uh, like what's his name? The one who was the biggest one who Conan was supposed to replace, and he came back. Jay Leno? Oh yeah, Leno, yeah. No, but Leno was a he was not a Jay Leno was a a comedian and had I think done a, a little bit of guest some guesting, guest work. It wasn't like he was out of nowhere. Um but it was a little bit of a shock that he got it over Carson. Uh, I mean that he got it over Letterman cuz Letterman paid his dues. Yeah, yeah. Which has been well documented in the popular movie. The I know Link. that's what I had yeah, seen. Yeah. But. So, so anyway, who do you think it's going to be? Well, I have a list here of people that Entertainment Weekly has suggested. And I'm going to I'm going to point this out to you and some of them, you know, whatever. But here they are. Amy Poehler. Oh yeah, that's hmm. Andy Cohen. Have there been any girl ones? So Joan Rivers was a popular uh, replacement host for jo- Johnny Carson who was in the running but didn't get it. So no, there has not been. Huh, so the, yeah, that that seems like it could happen. Who's but I don't know if Amy Poehler would be a super good host. I'm trying to look up who Andy Cohen is. I don't know who Andy Cohen is. Yeah, I don't know who that is either. Oh, uh, oh, he does the Bravo stuff. No, not him. J- they said Jimmy Kimmel, Jon Stewart, Neil Patrick Harris, Arsenio Hall, Conan O'Brien. Ryan Arsenio Hall? That would be... He already has a show, though. He has a show right now. Oh, yeah, he has the other one, yeah. It's a syndicate. I see it. It's on Fox all the time because um, sometimes I'll watch the 10 p.m. news. Like, after I'm done with the show, I'll go over and it'll be on. Yeah. And I'll watch a little bit of the 10 p.m. news. And Arsenio, have, and I won't be paying attention because it's just on over there, and I'll be reading or whatever, and Arsenio will come on. 
And um, his show is it's not terrible, but he recently had um, a Prince on. I just caught it out of nowhere. Prince was no on. No way, really? He had Prince on? And it was like a very long interview. And That's it was, pretty cool. Prince is weird as fuck, dude. He's yeah, he's weird, super crazy. He's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> That's what makes him awesome. So I and then also and I I've been I was on a little bit of a Prince kick, so I watched the there's a Kevin Smith thing where he talks about Prince. It's like he yeah. did, you know Kevin Smith went around and did tours and people would ask questions and he would tell it was like story time with Kevin Smith. Um and they uh they he talked about this, like, Prince invited him up to shoot a documentary about his, I don't know, whatever the hell, I forget what it was. Um, like, um, he was doing some a new album and a listening party or whatever. And yeah. Prince came up, Kevin Smith made Prince come up as a crazy man. And I was like, ah, oh, maybe that's just Kevin Smith kind of exaggerating or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then I saw this interview, like, I watched this interview on Arsenio, and I just felt uncomfortable like afterwards, really? Like, yeah, I just feel weird. Like Prince is like early Prince. Like Prince is great. I love Prince. Like I know. I think it's. I think he's. That's one of his best traits is pulling off crazy. But he is now. The thing is, is that he was always crazy, but like crazy in a good way. Like now, it's like crazy religious crazy. Oh, he's religious. Oh, dude, he's like big time crazy religious. I didn't know that. Like what religion? I don't even know. Like Church of like something. Like huh. it's like a like a hardcore Christian church. Oh yeah. yeah. I always like on Chappelle when they did all the uh the print stuff. It was like shirts versus blouses. <laughs> so uh anyway, uh what was I I forget what I was talking about. Oh, Letterman. So uh, Amy Poehler, John Stewart, Neil Patrick Harris, uh let's Conan, Arsenio, Ryan Seacrest, Craig Ferguson. Craig Ferguson's never come back. He failed before. Why would he come back? Stephen Colbert, Jerry Seinfeld, Chelsea Handler, Jay Leno. I mean, this is a weird list, but um, that is a weird list. I you know who I, I, I of this list, I wouldn't mind. You know what? Jerry Seinfeld might not be terrible. Yeah, I think he would be okay. Um, I kind of think it'd be cool if it was a girl, but I just don't know who it would be. Chelsea Handler. I mean, I think she would be okay. I guess at it. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I, definitely not Tosh. I hate that guy. Yeah. I mean, I, don't hate, I like his show, but he I don't want him to have a talk show. His like show John, is the best format right now. Jon Stewart's good, but, like, why would he leave The Daily Show? Um, yeah, Stephen I don't know. Stephen Colbert is good, but would he leave to do... I know, yeah. Stephen Colbert would be good, but I think that his format is also better right now. Yeah. I'm going to vote... Well, who do you think got the lead? Who do you think is going to get the... Who do you think is the lead in this, in this, this poll of the list I told you? I don't know. I guess I'm going to have to go with Amy Poehler. Wrong. Conan O'Brien, 18.34% of the votes. 4,000 votes. Oh, and this is in the poll. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he seems like he would, like, deserve it the most or whatever, but, like, he already has, like, he's already moved around so much. I know. Craig Ferguson. I feel like he's done, the, like, I feel like he's, like, laboring on USA. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I never watch him because it's on USA. But whatever. Yeah, I know. I only watch it on the website. So, um, and then also you sent me that that link this afternoon for the trailer, Lucy. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that, it I mean, someone else had sent it to me, but it looks like a pretty cool movie. I think it's it's like so it's about that chick having Scarlett Johansson is a is gets knocked out is and becomes a drug runner without her wanting to be a drug runner. Why'd you have to take over my description? 
I'm sorry, because you were you were saying the chick, and I was wanted to be very clear on who it was. Okay, well, yeah, I didn't. I guess it's Scarlett Johansson, but yeah. Well, you go now. You're better at it, anyways. Jeez, ugh, cut me off. I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. No, please continue. It was your trailer that you sent to me. I apologize. I mean, I was just saying she had some drugs in her or whatever. So let me go back and start. This chick has drugs in her. Someone kicks her, and she gets all psychic and stuff. There, now you can do the good one. <laughs> oh All right, so to, tra- to, to parlance, I'm going to do a parlance <laughs> translation of the fresher interpretation of that. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson plays a character named Lucy who somehow gets um, knocked out and they cut her open and shove a bag of drugs in her. <laughs> And she becomes a, 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 a mule, and they send her to, like, I don't know where, some Asian country. And, yeah, I, don't, and I, don't really, I don't understand I don't understand why this happens, but, like, the people that she's supposed to be delivering the drugs to really don't like her that much and, like, start hitting her. And then well, no, I think that because, like, she was going to get killed anyways. They didn't care. But then why kick her where the drugs are? You know, it's like, don't kick oh, her where the drugs yeah. So they kick her where the drugs are, and then... And then she she gets like her her brain power keeps increasing. Yeah. So the, and, but so I think it's kind of dumb. Like I like the idea personally about this whole like you know people only use like twelve percent of their brain, and if we use a hundred percent, like what would we be capable of? But like I like that topic of movies, but I feel like it's kind of also dumb just because it's like I don't think we can do that much stuff with our brains. It's all like moving stuff and like stopping time and like doing this super crazy stuff. Right. So, did you see the movie Limitless? No. Same plot, pretty much, except it's a it's a recreational drug that you become like super addicted to. Well, I mean, there's that other one with the guy who takes the drug and he gets like super smart too. Which one? Are we sure are we not talking about the same movie? I don't think it's Limitless. It's just like one guy and he has a test drug. Same movie. Oh, it's the same, same one. one. Yeah, he takes the drug. It's Bradley Cooper. Cool. Anyway, um. Luc Besson, we are we reviewed one of it, B13. Actually, we talked about it earlier. Parkour movie that we, we reviewed. Did, yeah, that was a parkour movie. And I didn't watch the second one yet, did you? I watched part of it. It, wasn't, it was different. Um, it was I didn't different? Finish it. I didn't finish it. Yeah, it was different. In sense, like, they were trying to, instead of like trying to escape from B13, they were trying to blow it up. Yeah. From the outside. Anyway, um, and he also directed and wrote uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, Fifth Element. So, uh, but yeah, I think I, I speaking of Carla Johansson, the movie looks good. I'll see it. I won't go to the theaters to see it, but I'll definitely watch it on you know rental or whatever. Yeah, I, know. I would. Yeah, I don't think I'd probably see it at the theater either, but, but I would check it out. But Scarlett Johansson, who I think is a very popular you know actress and people love her, is doing her first nude scene, not in this movie, but in another one called. Oh, it's Un- not in this one. No, it's called Under the Skin. And she's already said that she knows that there's going to be screen grabs of her all over the internet. <laughs> you should just release a sex tape now and get it over with. Or just like, or just like get shot naked on sunbathing or something to kind of just like. She like stage the whole thing. Well, unless would she it has... be as popular, would people make fun of it more if they staged it? I don't think anyone cares where they come from. No. Well, here's the thing. It behooves her not to do that. 
if if it drives a lot of if let's say she has some back end money for the film, like if she gets a percentage of box office, yeah, it would be over not to keep her keep everything neat, neat and tidy. Oh, that's and, true. Like make it that one like people see just for that. Yeah, exactly. So she could get more money on the back end. Yeah, like totally promote like you get to see my boobs. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, Pretty so, good promotion. Yes. Yeah, so speak- hey, so is is Scarlett Johansson the one who played in um. In uh, Resident Evil 2? No, that's that's um, Resident Evil 2? No, just Resident Evil also. No, that's Mia Jovovich or whatever. Oh, yeah. 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 What else was Scarlett Johansson in? Oh, my God, a number of things. She's actually in a movie that opens in two hours. She's uh, the, is a Black Widow or whatever in Iron Man. Not Iron Man. Well, she is, I think she was in the second Iron oh, Man. Oh, was she no. in Iron Man 2? Cap- Captain America. She's in, and she's in the Avengers, the Scarlett Johansson. And then... Oh, yeah, she was, and also in, wait, who's the blue one in X-Men? That's not her. That was Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Ah, I cannot get actress straight. Yeah, and also played by Jennifer Lawrence in the new upcoming re-release of that movie, Days of Futures Past. Um, But she's been in so many movies, dude. Um, She actually voiced, I think, in that that movie where the guy fell in love with the phone. She was the voice. Her. Oh yeah, I still haven't seen that. I haven't seen it either, but I know she. I know she plays the her. voice. Her. Yeah. She plays the voice. She's in. Um, oh my gosh, so much stuff. She was in Iron Man two. Um, Vicky, Christina, Barcelona, Nanny Diaries, The Prestige. Are you just like n- listing these? Yeah, I'm giving you some right. No, I'm reading them right now. The oh, you're Island. Because okay. I was yeah. like, wow, let's like just lining them up like. Girl with the pearl earring, but she's most famous. The, the probably the thing you remember her most from is her one of her most famous roles that kind of put her on the map was Ghost World. But the no, movie, the movie that really really put her on the map was um, Lost in Translation with Bill Murray. Oh, is she the main one in that? Yeah, she was the main character in that. I mean, her name sounds. Anyways, I'm not going to get into how I don't know people. <laughs> right. Uh, so anyway, let's get on to our movie roulette or review. First, roulette. I think we have to bring up. The topic that you've been talking about all week. Oh my god! Oh, I met your mother finale. Okay, I'm gonna talk about it. <laughs> I, I, I almost forgot talking about it because I've talked about it so much outside of the show. I know. Yeah, I okay. was like, there's so many things we can talk about this week, and then I was like, you were like, no, that was just how I met your mother, like all week. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so um, much debatable or debated topic. I am in the camp of really liking the How I Met Your Mother's finale, okay? By the way, spoiler alert. I'm just telling you right now, this is a spoiler alert. (laughs) Okay. Um, So, How I Met Your Mother has been on for nine seasons. It's a show with a lot of characters that we all know and love, including Neil Patrick Harris and um, some people that... uh, uh, What's this? Oh, geez. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. What's his name? I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Just... The season, the series ended this last Monday. Yeah. Um, so the last two seasons have been pretty mediocre, okay? Not their best seasons. Like, the first five or so seasons were just great. A-level material. Um, last season was really not that great. And then this season was okay, but not great. And they focused primarily... So it's been going downhill, basically. Basically downhill. Was they, they, they ended it. It took a little too long to end it. But the, the, the idea of the show, if, no, if you don't know it, is that... It's the main character, Ted, talking to his children about how he met their mother. 
okay? Yeah. So, there's a lot of main characters in the show. One of them Wait, is Wait, so Bart. is the show, like, I haven't seen it, like, ever, actually. But is it, like, all recaps? And so the whole show is him talking to his kids? So it's him, it's present day, sort of, because they kind of got skewed because of the, the, the last season focuses on, like, three days. And yeah. then, which happened from 2013. But it's, it's told, he's in the future telling his kids how he met his mother in present day right now. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. So, anyway, the, the last season is, there's a character, Barney, who's a, throughout this series has been like this womanizing, and is played by Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. He's a very womanizing, um, kind of hard to pin down, aloof character. Like, a, the, he does like the bro code, and like, he has a bible, yeah, how, to, yeah. how to pick up women and all that stuff. And then there's Robin. He's, he's, like, he's like Taco from uh, that other show. Which Taco from? Taco from, uh... oh my god. That other football show. Oh my god. I forgot the name of it. <laughs> Worst chime in ever. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, the Robin Scherbatsky and, and Barney get engaged in this pre- previous season. The entirety of the last this last season was them focusing on that wedding. Okay? The wedding that weekend. That's not cool. A whole season about a wedding? Right, but it's like flash forward, flash back, like different plot lines, different this, different that. And they really build this up. And then the second to last episode, by the way, the last six episodes were really good. Quality episodes, really good. There was some foreshadowing in there, okay? So with all this goodness, a lot of people in the office had a different opinion. Let me explain why people have a different opinion. I'm trying to explain why. They spent an entire season of Robin and Barney getting together and getting married. They get married on the second to last episode. About 20 minutes into the series finale, the last episode ever, they do get divorced in the future. Well, that's crazy. So they spent an entire season showing how Barney could change. Da-da-da-da-da. All this, all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then it gets undone in, like, the first 20 minutes of the series finale. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds crazy. So people who were like, oh, Barney's changed. Oh, my God, Robin, they finally did this. They all did it. They're sincere. This is it. All these character moments have been flushed down the toilet in 20 minutes in the season series finale. Okay? Yeah, so it just made people upset. Then, on top of that, the fucking mother, How I Met Your Mother, the mother yeah. that he meets, that they never knew the name, they revealed the name at the, la- like the last second, of, not the last second, but close to it. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a season finale kind of thing to do. They finally reveal who it is, and they're like, oh, by the way, she's dead. And he's telling the story of how he met his mother yeah. through the kids. So they reveal the name. It's been this whole build of the thing, only to tell the kids, like, oh, and, and reveal to the audience she's passed away. She died of cancer. The kids didn't know that? No, they knew that. We didn't know that as an oh, audience. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. That's kind and, of cool, I guess. But, so then, the, by That's the way. a super spoiler alert, actually. That the... is, I, I threw it out there. It's a spo- super spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, the... <laughs> Then, here's the thing. This is what happens. The kids turn back, and they... By the way, Bob Saget did the voiceover work for this film, the, the show. Yeah. The, seas, the series finale, the, the main actor did the voiceover work of him telling the story. Because in the thing, it's Bob Saget telling the story. Finally, it caught up to the real time. We're in, like, 2030, and he's telling the story. It's no longer Bob Saget. Yeah. 
and he, the kids, which by the way, they filmed this scene with the kids eight years ago because they knew how they wanted to end the series. I wonder how they kept it secret that long. Well, I think they filmed two, maybe? I don't know, but they did. They, there was never any guarantee. They said, the, the, this is part of my critique of the show, of, of not the show, but of the criticism of the show. So the, they shot it because they didn't want the kids to age. Yeah, I mean, that's a good idea. So the kids come back and they're like, dude, dad, it's been six years. Mom is dead. You spent like nine years of our lives, whatever, whatever, in this figurative nine years of us watching the show, telling us all the story about how you make your mother. You threw her at the end. You, you love Robin, this other character, who he had dated on and off, married Barney, got divorced, and then yeah. it's now like years later after he's had two kids, his wife has died. And he's like, oh, you know what? What? Like, I what? Like, really? And then the whole season, the series ends with him doing a little bit of a romantic gesture that's, that's, um, that is kind of a running gag through the show, this blue French horn that he would steal for her and stuff. He brings, and he's gray hair, and she's older and living alone with a bunch of dogs in New York City. You mean and the Robin one? The Robin character, yeah. And he show, he buzzes her apartment and and she, she looks out the window because her technology fails, like, the, whatever. And it's him holding the, the blue French horn and saying, like, I'm here and I'm, I'm ready to do this. And that was the end of the series. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds not bad. So people went crazy, okay? <laughs> they, felt, uh, they, felt, they felt that they wasted the season with the Barney thing. Because they were emotionally, they emotionally believed that Barney and Robin should be together. Because we saw an entire series, a season of a show where they showed this getting married, only to be undone within 20 minutes of the last show. And then they put it back together at the very end. No, because Barney was. Oh, so Barney has a child in this episode as well. Okay, he becomes yeah. a, he immediately becomes a philanderer again. Okay, after yeah. her and Barney, uh, her and Robin break up and divorce. And then he has he creates what they call the perfect month, which is having a different woman for 31 days. Yeah. And on the 31st day, he impregnates a woman, and he has a baby, and it's a baby girl, and that changes his life. And it turns out that the the moment, the thing that Barney changed, the thing that made Barney change was not Robin, but in fact it was the baby being born. Okay. Oh. So wait, but then at the very end, when he's old, how old is the baby? Which baby, Barney? Well, they, oh, I don't know. It could, it's a baby, the I don't know. Maybe seven or eight, but we don't see that because they cut away. Because then the story is now focusing on Ted and and Robin, right? Because right? it's jumping around time. You know, it's like really flipping back and forth between multiple time. time is that how like the whole series is? Yeah, it jumps around a lot. It goes back, flashes forward because he's telling the story in the future, like 2030, and then dealing with things in 2013. But then there would be things in 2010 and 20. You know, 2020 and back and forth. So they just go back and forth. It's very, it's kind of like hard to follow if you're not a fan of the show because there's a lot of like storylines. Yeah, they brought yeah, they brought it all together, and so people were criticizing because they felt manipulated and emotionally, yeah. emotionally like angry because they believed in this Barney and Robin marriage because they spent the whole season. And two, that's what the series is supposed to do, though. It's like you know. Emotional roller coaster or whatever, right? And then they and two they criticized the 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 creators of the show from from stick for sticking to their guns for not having yeah. the, the not the, not having the idea to change what their original intention was. Okay, 
because the course correction of the show changed dramatically with the way characters interacted. But the thing is, is that if you watch the show, there was a lot of foreshadowing and saying that this girl was going to die. It was like throughout the series, like there was always these little drop hints that you had a, you kind of like knew that there was something bad was going to happen because he kept referring to the mom in past past tense the whole time. Yeah, how? That sounds like not that surprising at all. Well, it's it's, but it what it is and it isn't because, it, but trust me on this, it's it. If you were paying attention, it wouldn't have been as shocking. People, there was I, there were a little. Like, for the last five seasons, people have been saying she's dead. Oh, yeah. Right? So it's not like it was a shocker, but I think because the whole narrative with Robin and Barney and then, then the mom dying and then, you know, Barney and her getting married, like, the whole flip-flop and Robin finally ending up with Ted just, like, threw people off. So they, yeah. were, criti- they were criticizing him for, not, for sticking with their original ending. Now, here's the thing. We've seen shows that have gone on longer than they needed to. X-Files being a great example. Chris Carter wanted to do five series, five seasons. He, yeah. had, a, he had like a beginning, a middle, and an end. He wanted to do that, and that's it. Close it out. But they extended it for four years, and it freaking just went on, and then people went bonkers about that, right? So yeah. you're wasting my time. You're wasting everything that I want. Hey, what know? happened on the X-Files like, series finale? I don't even remember it, and that's the thing. It's unmemorable because they they just spun out of control, and then they there was no wrap up because there was nothing to do. And they made it like too un like remarkable at the end. Like this is a remarkable end, so like it's I feel like that makes it more valuable. Way more valuable. Plus, the company pieced out, Jillian Anderson pieced out. There was like different characters in there and shit. So, and they criticized you know them for doing it on the fly. There's been so many episodes uh, or seasons that were. It's been extended or it got cut too soon, and they didn't get to finish the story, so they just had to like improvise. Yeah. So, so people get pissed off about improvisation, about finishing a series and not giving a closure. Now people are like given they're pissed off because they. It's the opposite. They you can't them. them. You can never. All these jerks. Seriously. So I'm, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say it, and I'm gonna say it loudly. The season series finale of How I Met Your Mother, though flawed because the season built up an emotional attachment to the Robin Barney um, love story. I thought this was going to be a more concise thing you were going to say. It is a heartwarming (laughs) very very solid ending to a very good series. And if you can't get if you can't get over that, that is on you because that is what this show is about and you're an asshole. So anyway, that's what I feel about that. I'll give you a clap. I think that's the first time I've clapped on a show. Oh, okay. Well, how about this? Oh. oh. Mine was a real clap. Yeah. So, and I shouldn't sh- call you an asshole. I just feel like you're being narrow-minded about the, the way this show, this show was developed and followed through on its original intention. So anyway, let's get to the review yeah, roulette. Cool. Good. Review roulette. Woo! <laughs> I like you're doing that now, even though you have the soundboard up. Yeah, but there's no soundboard for roulette. That's true. So there's anyway, yet something so want, coming wanna, at some point, maybe. Do you want to give an explanation of uh, what review? Uh, well, let me see. Usually, I just read the one on the thing, but I don't have it up. I think it's gonna be like the the other movie. I could give my explanation, and then you could do the like better one. <laughs> you mean the ex- no? I was saying the explanation of what review roulette is. If oh, you're, you're all giving the movie. 
Hey, every right. week, Fresher and Parlance, we randomly select a movie from the Netflix queue a catalog. Yeah. We then pick a Do you movie. Have this written down? No. I don't mind. It's very recited. The following week, we will review that movie. It's really more of a, what would you call it? It's more of a talking about the movie than a review. Yeah. But we do give a point, uh, point system type score at the end. Right. So we will review that movie, and we will pick the movie for the following week in advance so that you too can watch at home and play along. And, and that is Review Roulette. Our website is now partially set up, so you should be able to go on there and check our Twitter and Facebook to see what our movies are, even though I posted it just yesterday. <laughs> I, got, I got a lot of flack from that from Tom. Well, yeah, and he's not even watching, that guy. Um, it's probably packing. He's going to Mexico. Um, oh, my gosh. So uh, this week's movie was I Sell the Dead, starring uh, Dominic Moynihan. It was, and the number one thing that I thought when I started watching it was, hey, this is the guy from Lost. <laughs> and I and I told you that last week, and I said yeah, I didn't, didn't know who you meant. You didn't say it was Charlie. You didn't <laughs> say it was Charlie. And I was like, whoa, it was Charlie. And also, he has the show on BBC America where he does crazy stuff with reptiles and insects. And I think you were talking about that one, and I had no idea what that was. I mean, in my mind, he's just Charlie. Uh, and in, so he is Charlie in my mind, and but he most recently in my uh, like I watch him. He, the new season just started. Yeah, I mean he's a cool guy. Pretty cool. I like him. I mean his persona uh, as a as Dominic Moynihan on the on the the Wild Things is great. He's a great guy. He's cool. That's cool. So, so do you want to read the? Do you have the description oh. up? Or? Uh, let's see now. Uh... Uh, as I'm typing, I'm um, just going to say some stuff. So it's a 2008 movie, I Sell the Dead. And the summary is, as 19th century grave robber Arthur Blake faces the guillotine, he confesses his sins to a priest, revealing a life filled with unearthly hijinks in the... Yeah, unearthly hijinks in the... Uh, Something comedy starring Dominic, that guy that you just said, as a doomed digger, and Ron, some Pearl, other name, Perlman, cleric. Yeah, yeah. Ron Paul Perlman is uh, is is. I uh, can kind of read. <laughs> who's that character I told you last week? Hellboy. He's Hellboy. Oh yeah. He was. Oh, I didn't priest. even notice that. That was the priest. He was Hellboy. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess. So. So the like, movie. Yeah, so this movie, the long and short. I thought it was pretty good. I was into it. I actually liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah, it was like way different than I expected. Like, was was that a real thing? Like grave robbing? I guess it seems like it would be. Uh, how, I mean, what's up with this doctor guy that they were selling the bodies to? Like, how did he? What did he do with them afterwards? I didn't get that. Like, well, he said that they he was doing it for science. I know, but then, like, he has all these dead bodies. That's, like, a whole nother thing to get rid of him again. Yeah, I don't know exactly. So I think we need the... the essentially, the the character, the, the gravedigger, played by Dominic Moynihan, I forget yeah. his real name. He's on, effectively, death row, okay? And yeah. he, he's be, a, a, his partner, who was his gravedigging partner, who brought him in as a apprentice... Um, gets beheaded at the very beginning of the movie, 
Then he, Char, uh, I keep saying Charlie, but the Dominic Moynihan <laughs> character. Let's just call him Charlie. Yeah, we'll just call him Charlie. Charlie is telling his story about how he was apprentice and how he got to where he is in the in the situation that he's yeah, in. Oh, because they were um, they were uh, accused of murder, but like they were saying, no, we never killed anybody. We never killed anyone. Did they resolve the why, who set them up? No, but I, I'm pretty sure that it was uh, the main guy. The, I mean, spoiler alert. Yeah, the, the, the guy the was the person's dad who they supposedly killed, so. Like, right. I think that that's who set him up. So the movie starts off with the priest coming in and saying, confess your sin, son. And and Charlie's like, yeah, I don't really feel like it. You know, yeah. like, just whatever. And then he brings out some rum. Or no, whiskey. 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 He's, and, Charlie, and Charlie's like, like all right, all right, fine. <laughs> I'll do it. Let's talk about this, right? Just as long as the whiskey keeps flowing. Yeah. I kind of like that the whole thing was a storytelling from Death Row with a bunch of time jumps, just like you were saying. Right, exactly. So it goes back in time to him starting as an apprentice, and it leads to, very innocently, him just being a grave robber, normal yeah. people, and then takes a left turn, and all of a sudden they start, um, they were digging up bodies for a doctor, this is the doctor we just talked about, who was doing weird and unknown things. Yeah, him, and he was right? totally getting on because not paying him, but that paying them, but saying, like, if they don't get some more fresh bodies... Like, for his science, then, like, he's going to have him killed or something. Like, my next two bodies are going to be extra fresh or something like that. Yeah, they're going to be fresher. Or maybe yeah. parlay. Oh, par they're not this fresher, though. So, um, anyway, I didn't understand if you... They weren't getting paid, but they were getting blackmailed. That was, like, a little weird, right? And then, yeah. Um, but I was willing to pass that off, right? I just was like, whatever. I mean, there was, like, the whole thing about, like, you're getting a name around here, but they can still hang out at the bar and not get caught. I know, I know, I know. So yeah, the, what was the name of the bar? Do you remember? It was like it was like the Fallen Soldier or something like that. Yeah, good good name for a bar. Anyway, I yeah. thought it was a good name for a bar. So also we should say say this takes place in what 18th century? I London? wasn't sure, but it said 19th century on oh. the thing. All right, so there you go, 19th century London. That was one of my uh, my notes actually. Like, when does this take place? <laughs> but I knew I could just look it up. So, and then I didn't. <laughs> So so then he starts retelling the stories of how he began. Starts when he was a, a what, fifteen maybe I don't know, twelve, thirteen. Yeah. And which was another actor, and then eventually he grows into Charlie, being Charlie, right? So yeah. And then it goes from being regular um, people that they're digging up, and to the undead. And yeah, they, super, like yeah, because there's this one time they have a vampire chick that they just find, and like, why would someone bury him at a crossroads? And like, why do they have the stake? And like, what's this garlic for? And then funny. they pull the stake out, and it like reanimates. The scene, the, that scene, though not my favorite scene in the movie, where the where the guy with the top hat, his partner, keeps yeah. pulling out the stake and putting the stake back in. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Just to see what the what the witch would do, or if she a witch or a vampire, I don't know what was she. I don't know. I guess it was a vampire because it's the stake in the heart, right? And the garlic, right? So anyway, um, so they now realize that there's these undead, and yeah. and they pay more, and they become a specialist. But yeah, and like the yeah, that was cool. So then, as it turns out, there's a rival gang called the Murphys. Was it the Murphys? Yeah, it was a uh, Cornelius Murphy. Good. That's really good, Cornelius Murphy, and they're a they're like a family run um, organization that's really good at 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 dealing yeah, I with the. Yeah, how they get all this money? And so towards the, I don't know if there's not 
there's not too much to cover in between. But towards the end, when they like have to get these boxes from the island, right? Like um, the so the the mortuary place hired the you know Cornelius crew to like go get it or whatever. So they're gonna go steal it and get the money for themselves. But if they already hired them, why would they give them the money? I mean, like they're like, well, we hired these people to do it. Like, would there be other there'd be other suitors that would want the bodies? Oh yeah, I guess that's true. So. Before you even go in there, how about the backstory of Cornelius Murphy when he was oh, a kid? Oh, yeah. And he has like a, he has a, what was it? I forget what it was, a toy. It was like a toy birdcage thing. Gets stepped on, then he has a chicken, a little, I'm sorry, a little baby chick, and it gets stepped on, then, yeah. and then, and then there's a rabbit, and they, you think the father's going to step on the rabbit, it's like, oh no, the kid, he learned. He just, yeah. he, he disemboweled it and ate its bloody yeah, corpse. Yeah, so his dad couldn't kill it. I like, yeah, his crew was pretty cool. Because I, I like um, Valentine. I forgot his first name. But, like, with the super grotesque face from being burned or something. I kind of wish... I wanted a movie with, that was about that group. They were pretty cool. They were pretty cool. And so my favorite scene of the entire of the entire movie... I don't, let's not jump ahead too much. Let's, let's, yeah. So, anyway, they, the, it turns out that the first body he stole when he was a... Te- not the second body he stole as a teenager... He went to a family wake and stole a body from like his aunt because it was yeah, just. But was not... it really his? I was wondering. Yeah, I think. I it... thought he was lying or something. No, no, it was. And then he later on, that aunt comes back, who's now wor- working for the mortuary, the morgue, or whatever, and she's like, "There's these crazy," um, and she, uh, the bartender drives her home, who's a reoccurring character in the movie, who yeah. gives them like leads and stuff. She, she says, "There's these like three three crazy bodies. One returned. Two of them are on this island." The bartender tells the the crew, you know, Charlie, his thing, and now their new apprentice, who's this, I don't know, um, what was she Some called? Chick. I love the idea she was a wrecker, by the way, which was a great Oh, yeah, name. I know. I thought that was really cool. That was also the worst graphics in the whole movie when they showed that ship that they made crash, like... <laughs> yeah, so for people who at home who don't know what a wrecker is, a wrecker is a... She dresses, I guess, topless or scantily clad. Yeah, and goes, I was wondering, how does she even get him to crash? She just entices them like a like a mermaid. Yeah. Like, yeah, and then she makes their ships crash, and then, and then like steals all their stuff. Right. So she's now in a so the, formerly a wrecker, now a a grave robber and an apprentice, and is also having having a intimate relations with Charlie's character, and um, she's kind of is a little bit too big in her. She's she wants more than she could handle as an apprentice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And she it convinces, despite the better judgment of not only Charlie, but Charlie's partner with the top hat, who I forget his name, um, that they should go to the island where the two other boxes have crashed to get these guys, even though the Murphy clan, who have been put into um, a com- commission to do it, yes. So, despite and the better judgment... I like their story for the water. Like, I wasn't sure if they were going to survive that, because they're like super haunted waters, and his dad died there. Right, so then they get a boat that... I guess she convinces them to get a boat and to go there before the Murphy clan could go get the thing. Yeah. So they get a boat, and then they're on this boat, and as you stated, right, there's some sort of weird, crazy, like... They kind of played with, like, the mythology of weird stuff, right? Yeah. And uh, so, as you said, his father died there, and that, and the guy with the top hat was like, why would your father fish here, dude? This is like... Oh, yeah, this is like... like or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That was a great scene. 
So anyway... But also, how is he rowing while he's sleeping? He's, like, rowing, and he's like, well, wake me up when we get there, and he falls asleep. That's okay. crazy. So I was unsure about that, I because I always felt like Charlie's character was always the one that was doing the, the, the sleeping while the other character was always doing the work. I know, yeah, he, like, never did any work. <laughs> and um, we, we missed the point where they dig up an alien. Yeah, I know. That was like, and it was extra cold. Right, it was extra cold, and that was the first introduction of the Murphy clan. Yeah. Because the Murphys come in, and they're like, give me that corpse. We want it. And, they're, and, and Charlie's like, no thanks. And then and, it gets beamed up. And it gets taken away, and they're like, "What that? What the frick was that?" I, I see. This is what I like. They talk about mermaids, aliens, yeah, uh, vampires, uh, zombies. I think so. On the island, I think they were zombies, right? Yeah. Well, they must have been because it's contagious. Right. I'm also wondering if yeah, they totally set it up for a, a next one. So they get to the island before the main crew gets there. The main Murphy clan gets there. Yeah, but the, but the larger dude who they sewed on dog's teeth to was it dog's yeah. teeth? Also, they're grave robbers and stuff. Why these dog teeth? They could just get dead people teeth. I thought the same thing. Good point, Mister Fresher. I agree with Seriously. you. Um, they, I, <laughs> but nevertheless, his mouth did look funny with the teeth, just kind of like. Yeah, I mean, it made it. I feel like he was the most like a James Bondy type villain. <laughs> right. So out of nowhere, this girl just slices his throat. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I like well, didn't see that. that was like probably the most grotesque part of the whole movie. And why? So they showed her with the knife when they were upstairs in the bedroom, and I was like, "What is she doing with that?" I know. Yeah, they they did a lot of good foreshadowing because also like when he threw the knife and then uh, Charlie dodged it when they, with the alien thing. Right. Right. Which leads us up to good. I like how you stop there because we're progressing through the plot. Yeah. They they kill. She kills the guy. And they have they open up the crate. <laughs> it was funny. There was one was just a foot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then the one was like a zombie guy, and there's like a big tussle or whatever. They finally trap him in a metal cage. It wasn't even metal. It was like wood. What I guess wooden cage. Fine. It and was then, like totally not. It was. Yeah. No, that was ridiculous. <laughs> so then they turn around and like the girls like looks and they're all three of them, and she's like, "What's that?" And a knife just goes Soop, right yeah, into right her, in her forehead. And she and just she, dies. Just dies out of nowhere. Just dies, and they show it's the Murphy clan, and it's the main guy, and he had just thrown the knife, and it just shot right through her head. Yeah. And she just dies. Yeah, and they didn't even really care. Right. <laughs> I mean, they are grave robbers. They're probably used to that stuff. Right. And he's like, I didn't even know how they like. How can they handle like all of these supernatural things and like be? They're just like messing with them. You know what I, I mean? Know. I know. I know. That's what I think. That was part of the humor, right? They just were like incompetent. Yeah, it was. I think it was coming to a review. I think it was a pretty good movie. I think it was kind of like um, the uh, oh shoot, that other one, Shaun of the Dead. No, well, yeah, maybe, but uh, Zombie not, not, not Living Dead. The one where he has a chainsaw for an arm. Do you know what I mean? Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness. It was kind of like that, but then like more funny. I feel like it was, like, that kind of thing, though. It was definitely campy. It was like a horror comedy movie, for sure. But then the, the era stuff was pretty good. The what? What was that? The era stuff. Oh, yeah, it was great. I, I, thought, it was, I thought it was really... A, here's the thing. It didn't, like, blow me away, but I thought it was good. It was definitely entertaining. But wait, my favorite scene was that scene. I, this is what I was getting at. The scene where 
right after the knife hits the girl's head, they all drop. Yeah. And, and they get all t- they get captured, and they're all there in the um they're all captured and held. And then Valentine takes off her mask. Oh yeah, yeah. And they t- Valentine takes off her mask, and they, it's just the three of them. It's the the top hat guy, the zombie, and yeah. uh, and and Charlie. And they're both like all of them, including the zombie, is just like yeah, I know, including ah! the zombie. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just like ah, right? Okay, and then, they were all scared. So the zombie just like, like threw up. <laughs> <laughs> so the zombie freaks out and rips through the cage, right? <laughs> and, and like just goes to eat her because he can't take it. He just like eats her. <laughs> he like jumps on her, and then out of nowhere, out of nowhere, they bring back the joke: a one. Foot, one-footed zombie just jumps yeah. into the sea. I know. And, and eats the other guy. And Charlie and the top of the guy are like, what the hell? Like, get the fuck out of here. So they run and out. They just leave? Yeah, they just leave. And they're like, and that was that. And that was that. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, a, it was a really good ending. I didn't see... I feel like they piled it on at the end. You know what I mean? I didn't really no. see most of that coming. So then, as you pointed out, the, this spoiler is that the priest, who yeah. they foreshadowed this kind of father figure of the Murphy clan... But no one's ever seen him because he's super elusive. He's very elusive. Turns out to be the, the guy. Yeah. Um, the, the head of the, the Murphy and clan. And then he's totally going to kill him, like Charlie. Because he's but, like, you killed my son. You don't right. get, like, uh, guillotine is too good for you. But wait, we forgot one of the key components. The zombie got bit by the zombie when they were trying to get him in the box. Yeah. Comes back. Because the even though his buddy was cho- head was chopped off at the start of the movie, as as the father Murphy's about to like strike down on Charlie, he gets killed. And yeah. it's and it's it's the buddy who's now an undead himself. Yeah. Holding his like, head. He's just holding his head. Yeah. That was, I didn't see that coming either, like, at all. I was wondering, like, what was going to happen. Yeah, great, great ending. I thought the ending was really great. And then uh, what I liked about it is, like, he puts, he kind of, like, puts the head back yeah. on his neck, but it's, like, all, it's, it's, like, still not attached, so it's, like... Yeah, he's, like, who's who <laughs> or whatever? It's just, but it's, just like, it's, like, going back and forth like this as he's talking, as he's, like, kind of holding it there. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's joking about, like, you know, like, as long as you don't get all cannibal on me, and he's, like, I don't know, I'm getting kind of hungry. Well, we'll get you some food. Not that kind of hungry. <laughs> <laughs> right, and they also... There was that weird scene with the sandwich. Do you remember that? He's, like, oh, what yeah. is that? It, he's, like, what is, is that? Sandwich. What's a sandwich? <laughs> that was, yeah, that was weird. No, I think um, it was a good movie. I liked it. I liked it a lot as well. Um, you wanted to give a give a review? I, I will give it a rating. I'm gonna give it a seven. I'm also gonna give it a seven. It's a solid, fresher and parlance seven all around. A seven all around, and and definitely like I would recommend this. I would actually recommend this movie. This is the it, first movie where it, I was in. It was very entertaining. Like it didn't you. Yeah, I mean, that's what a movie's supposed to be. Yeah, and, I mean, there was a lot of... They played a lot of... There was a lot of... I don't know if you noticed this, but a lot of stuff in focus. So there would be something... Really oh, yeah, cool. no, that was cool. That like, they in the graveyard, it. I like how they had, like, the Mother Mary that was kind of rotten while they were digging in the background and stuff. They played with a lot of depth of focus. They played with a lot of fade-in and fade-outs. They played in with the classic, um, like, it would be black, and then it would... Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, classic filmy technique stuff, like, I learned about in film school. It had all, um, it just, like, had ev- it had everything. 
<laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a solid. I mean, it was a very simple plot, and but it, it tied it's it tied up well. It tied up well. Yeah, that's cool. So, time to pick another movie. Time to pick another movie. I got one. I got one done up on the Rotten Tomato Fresh. Oh, you already have one. Random pick, yeah. All right. Well, you While do. You're doing all this jibber jabber. I was clicking buttons on my computer. All right. Well, what is? Did you tell me yours, and I'll I'll get mine up. I have a hijacking, which I think is that one. Yeah, it is that new one. Tensions mount when a Danish cargo ship bound for a harbor is hijacked by Somali pirates and held for a hefty ransom uh, in the millions, uh, prompting the ship's company CEO to hire a professional negotiator. Isn't That's that famous one that's like based on a true thing about the captain or something, right? The, so that sounds like the Captain Phillips or whatever, but is it Captain Phillips? It's not Captain Phillips. It doesn't say Captain Phillips. <clears throat> hmm. Maybe that's like a... Um... It's from 2012, though. All right, well, I mean, I'll, I'll, here's what I got. Beneath Hill 60. Beneath Hill... Beneath Hill 60. This drama based on a true story highlights the hero- heroism of Australian engineer Oliver Woodward, who's sent to the Western Front during World War II and becomes part of an audacious plan to detonate an explosive charge under the German front lines. Hmm. That sounds terrible. Yeah, that sounds like a typical World War II type movie. But it's made in 1990, uh, 2010, excuse me. So 2010, so they're both. So what's your... This well, 103 minutes, too, by the how way. How many minutes? 103. This one's 122. Let's go with yours. Okay, woo! Hija- hijacking. Hijacking. It's decided. Okay. Our next movie is a hijacking. A hijacking. All right. Movie roulette. Um, so any, anything else for the week? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> just your eyebrows. <laughs> I think that's probably it. All right. Well, let's, that wraps it up. We're we're running long. Way long. But, you know, stuff's got to be said. Yeah. We have opinions. Yeah. If it's if it's got to be said, it's got to be said. Yeah, we're held back by any standards. We can do anything we want. Right. Until the until standards of practice gets a hold of this, and it's gonna be chopped up. All right, dude. and practices. All right, everyone, All have right. a great weekend. This is Parland saying good night. And this is Fresher signing out. Woo!